0: Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself discover this podcast and they could add it to their library of favorite podcasts. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen, coaching clients seeking their second chance, or maybe you're a representative of a business or college or university that's seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. If you're under any of those categories, please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. You know, towards the end of every week and and last week was no different, Monday through Wednesday, it is a complete tsunami when it comes to work commitments. Around Thursday, work commitments start to slow down a little bit, but then it picks right back up during the weekend. The weekend is usually when I see and talk to my coaching clients and students that are looking for tutoring for dissertation or, or graduate theses. And even now, I'm even doing supplemental tutoring for students that are in the class that I'm teaching. So this half of the term, I'm teaching compensation and benefits. And out of all the HR classes I teach, compensation and benefits could be a little more difficult because of the formulas that are involved in that class. So I had two appointments this past Saturday. And in prepping for those appointments and I was going through my preparation schedule, I was thinking to myself, wow, I don't even have a topic prepared for the podcast this week. Ultimately, I presumed that I'd figure it out. I'd figure out a topic at some point. So obviously I did because now I'm on the air and we're talking to each other as we usually do on a Monday morning. So I thought of the topic of preparing, practicing, and executing. Those three words immediately came to mind or came to my mind, especially as I was prepared to meet with one of my students who was seeking tutoring and career guidance as they are preparing to graduate from college in the next six weeks from the date of today's podcast, if you're listening on Monday, March 22nd. But but before we get to that session with the student, the three words of preparing, practicing, and executing made me think about when I first came home on work release. In the carceral system, when you go through work release, you start with a one-week orientation that's really designed to set the stage and really set the expectations that they have of you and the rules you have to adhere to. The success is not really anything they'll provide for you or really set up for you. They'll just tell you what you must do and what the collateral consequences you'll face if you don't do what exactly they tell you to do. So besides that, there was really nothing in that orientation that really stuck with me. Until we had a group session. We had a group session and an older gentleman was the head of the that worked at the facility. He was the head of that session that he spoke to us. I don't believe he spoke to us with any level of care. He seemed like he was just doing his job, but he did say a phrase during the course of his session that I never forgot. And he said, repetition leads to success. Repetition leads to success. Repetition leads to success. I heard him say those words. And funny enough, at that moment, while I was sitting in the group, my mind went back to high school. When I remember going to New York Yankee games with, with, with my best friends at the time, still my best friends now went to a New York Yankees high school, went to a New York Yankees game while we were in high school. and that was those are those years between 1985 and 1989. People know the Yankees now and they're really good and their dynasty coming back and everything. But between 1985 and 1989, if you remember, the Yankees were not consistently good and they broke your heart a great deal of times. But the thing that I was paying attention as far as the repetition leading to success, If you go to a professional baseball game, and and it happened to be at the Yankee game that day, between innings, the players who are playing defense, and that time it was the Yankees, they would practice throwing and warming up while they were preparing to go into that half of the inning, and they would do the practice and warm-up with such grace and perfect precision. No one would drop a ball. They were just doing it like clockwork, like they were eating, sleeping, drinking baseball. And this was a team that wasn't that good, like I said, they weren't that good at the time, but they were so on point with those warmups. Then you have to think to yourself, well, why is that? They were professionals, of course, but think about it. They prepared, they practiced, and they executed. Now, let's get back to when I was sitting in that work release group. When I heard repetition leads to success, The line made me think of where my life was at that point. At that point, of course, I'm home on work release, so I'm happy that I'm going to be at work release, but I was really thinking about how I was living my life at that point. Not doing anything crazy, but I was just really much just living my life day by day. I didn't really have any long-term plans. I was just living and reacting and not doing a whole lot of planning, not a lot of preparing, not a lot of practicing. And I, and, I, and, and I wasn't really putting a lot of action to those plans. And even when I was sitting there, there was really a sense of arrogance in my mind as I was sitting in the work release group. And I was saying, you know what? I don't need to do this. I am not like, I'm listening to these other guys in the group and they're, they're in a different place of life. And I don't, I'm not at that place of life, I'm college educated. I'm not, I'm not who they are, I'm not where they are. But at that very moment, a little voice came into my mind. Spoken to my ear, certainly believe it was God, and said, you know what? You're here for a reason. Even though you think you're college educated, even though you think you may be better than the folks sitting next to you, you're sitting in this room just like the rest of them. And just listen, stop and listen, because there's something here for you. At that moment, I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to be open to what's going on. And if repetition leads to success, there must be planning that comes along with it. And now let me do a new habit and plan these things out. Let me practice fundamental solid habits that will make my reentry journey successful because now I'm coming home. I'm on the reentry journey and I don't want anyone to go through with me what I went through as far as being incarcerated and, being, and supporting me and helping me through that process. So I wanted that reentry journey to be completely successful. When I got home, I implemented so many of the techniques I've spoken about with you guys in previous podcast episodes. You know, if you check out the episode of The Blueprint, New Beginnings, and other episodes, I talked to you about some of the, some of the, some of the strategies that I used to help me become a better person and certainly a better professional. Now, let's get back to yesterday as I was preparing to meet with my student. So I was preparing to meet with them via Zoom. Carved out ninety minutes, no, sixty minutes. I only scheduled sixty minutes to meet with them, but then I ended up meeting with them for one hundred twenty minutes. It was a two-hour session, so it was really, it was really good. She was getting a lot out of it, and I was getting, and you know, I, I, I was excited to help her. You know, when you help somebody and you pay it forward, it really does sometimes does more for you than it does for the person that's helping. So we got the schoolwork done. We got the schoolwork part done. That was not too bad at all. And then we started talking about what she wanted to do with life after graduation. We discussed graduate school. She said she didn't want to go to graduate school right away. I said, that's fine. Look into going to graduate school a year later. Look and see what kind of jobs that you want to take to see if you're going to need a master's degree because it's a competitive edge degree, depending on the field that you want to get into. Look at what other educational opportunities, whether it be a certification, whatever this that you want, to, want want to look at. But ultimately, start with looking at your passion and then decide from there what it is that you want to do next. At that point, she, she asked me to share screens and then I looked at her resume. And we looked at her resume together. We looked at it objectively. I looked at her accomplishments, every job that she had had, and the bullet points that she had under each job. So she talked about some of those accomplishments for good. I, but I did tell her, you want to spice up your resume by adding value to those bullet points under each job. In, under each job, under each job experience. You want to have a quantitative value. You want to have measurables to say, what. why is it that you are good at this job? Because if the resume is going to get you the interview. But when you're in the interview, you have to sell yourself. And the person that's interviewing you is thinking, why are you so special? How are you more special than the person we interviewed right before you or the, or the person we're going to interview after you? How do you going to stand up to your... How are you going to stand up next year competition. And when we were talking about measurables, she wanted to know, Dr. Lewis, what do you mean about measurables? And I said, think about what makes you good to great. When you think about your measurables, do you save money? How much money did you save the company? How much money did you make them? What's the percentage of your customer service satisfactions? What, what, think about when you do your performance evaluation and what is it that your company says, you know what, you did this great, you did this great, you did that great. What is it that makes your resume shine? How is it that you highlight your resume? She then shared with me that she had a job interview about a week or so before. She was pretty nervous, and she bombed the job interview. I told her, there's no worries. Remember, in life, you're just winning or you're learning. Now you're just in your learning season, and that's okay. In the short term, I said, let's get this preparation, practice, and execution game plan going. And let's look at what we need to do in the short term. In the short term, I said, let's look at your resume. And really, the resume, it was packed It was packed pretty well. It was, it was framed work pretty well. But let's look at your bullet points and, re, and transform them into measurables as far as how much money did you make the company? What's the percentage of customer service satisfactions? What are the things that you could measure with numbers that make you go from good to great? And then when you get an interview from a company, research the company, go on their website, look up their mission statement, look up their strategic plan, really find out what it is that they do. And then look at your resume, highlight the, highlight the measurables and the things that you've done. Look at what you do and then take what the company is, what it is that they have and what you bring to the table, how you fill the gaps and what it is that they need. And then now you start thinking about possible questions that they're going to ask you in the interview. Previous episodes, I've said these are the questions that the typical questions they will always ask you. Why do you want to work here? Tell us your strengths and weaknesses. You may get a situational job interview question where they talk about if you dealt with this type of bad customer or bad people or difficult situation, how would you deal with that? Once you set all these things up, Now you start practicing the interview. Go on a Zoom call, sit in front of someone and help them, have them help you lay out your narrative, have them ask you those questions, write the questions down during the interview, have them record you through your phone or have them record you via Zoom on the camera. Doing all that preparation, you're going to lower your nervousness because you now are prepared and you know your stuff. And this is not the first time that you're doing any of this stuff. This is, going to be, this is going to be outstanding for you because you're going through that preparation process. Remember, you're preparing, you're executing, you're practicing, you're doing all of those things that, that's going to help you do well and get you from good to great. One of the long-term things I told her to do was I recommended her that she should join Toastmasters. I've, I've been a member of Toastmasters since 2013, and I've had my Competent Communicator and Competent Leader certifications and I invite you guys you should uh, you guys if you haven't done toastmasters go on toastmasters.org find a chapter in your area you don't even have to um, participate right away you could just observe and participate the, if you're a visitor the most they may ask is what did you think of what did you think of the meeting and now that we're in a pandemic and we're going on Zoom most of these chapter meetings are held in Zoom but ultimately toastmasters is designed to help you practice your public speaking skills in a safe place. And I promised her and I that if she committed to joining, practicing, and getting better as a speaker, she'll go to good to great, just like that. And she will completely separate herself from the competition. Joining Toastmasters did that for me, and I told her it is definitely gonna do that for you. So when I when we were about to wrap up the call, I said to her, make sure that you revise and optimize that resume. You wanna Highlight your measurables because people want to know how is it that you just managed this group or what is it that you did to accomplish this. They want to know through the measurable outcomes that you were able to do it and do it well. Join Toastmasters and really learn the art of communication. And you make your mistakes in Toastmasters. You make your mistakes in a safe place and that's okay. It'll help you move from good to great. It'll help you go from learning to winning. You know why you'll go from learning to winning? Because You've prepared, you continue to practice, which will put you in the position to optimally execute. I have seen the transformation that preparing, practicing, and executing have had in my life. I told my student, you'll be amazed as to what it will do in your life. You'll see how it's sep- you see how it'll separate you from the pack. I've seen what it does in my life. I know what it'll do in, in her life. and if you decide to do it, I know what it'll do in your life when you prepare practice execute and you keep doing it over and over and over again and join that toastmasters listen you you got it you got it in the palm of your hands it's right there in front of you ready to take and certainly you could do it on your own if you want to work together we could certainly do that because I'd love to work with you whether you're that returning citizen or coaching client or you're a representative of a business college or university. You want to work together? Feel free to contact me via email at richard@secondchancecoaching.com, at or reach out to me via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, you've been blessed to see another day. You've got that next moment. You got that next minute. You got that next hour. You have that next second. And right then and there, you've been blessed with your second chance. So it's certainly up to you to make the best of it, and I know you can make the best of it. I know you will knock it out of the park, and you do great work. You know I love you all. Please take care, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.